0: at least I can sit down and reflect and remember what I am modeling for them as a woman, which I feel is the most important, is that you work hard. If you want something, you go after it and you don't give up on your dream.
1: Hey everyone, Marissa here. I wanted to tell you about Local EBA. Local EBA is a remote supervision company founded by me. We're dedicated to providing quality supervision that focuses on your unique needs and how we can best support you. If you've ever been interested in remote supervision before, we are dedicated to creating a safe space to answer any questions you have with no shame and creating a community of supervisees who are committed to being culturally responsive and well-rounded BCBAs. Please visit us at our website, localaba.com, or visit us on Instagram at LocalBCBA. Thank you so much. Looking forward to hearing from you soon. Welcome back to my ABA partner. I am very, very excited for today's episode. We have today Chelsea and Talis. So Chelsea is... A past local. So lots of folks going through the ABA journey have so many different roles in, in their life, right? Student, mother, wife, friend, sister, employee, like so many. But this next guest wears all the hats. I have never met someone so hardworking Our guest today is none other than local OG, Chelsea Castro. Uh, I met Chelsea when she was just inquiring about rules, about supervision, and wanted advice, which started an amazing supervision relationship, and now friendship, because she's done with her hours. Yay! We should do an applause there. Um, Chelsea is the mother of two beautiful girls, and she is a Latina and proud. Let's welcome both Chelsea and her ABA partner, her husband, Talis. Talis. (laughs)
0: Woo.
2: <laughs> i will i want to interject real quick this um chelsea is actually one of the few people in aba that we've actually met face to face marissa and i so an um, yes. extra caveat there as well <laughs> um and we couldn't be more excited to have uh chelsea and talus with us today for sure yes
0: are excited to be here <laughs> yay
2: Our Mindune Force choice today is what is the better Halloween activity, trick or treating or pumpkin carving? Mercy, you want to kick kick us off?
1: I will kick us off. I'm going to go pumpkin carving all the way. My family and I have a tradition of doing pumpkin carving, making it a whole day, which is actually taking place after this. So I'm like pumpkin
0: carving all the way.
2: What about you, Chelsea?
0: I'm going to go with trick-or-treating only because we just did pumpkin carving. (laughs) We are both not very good at it. (laughs) And it just, I don't know, it's just messy. And I feel like when you become a parent, you don't want to do things that are messy anymore because then you have to clean it up. Yeah,
2: totally understandable.
3: (laughs) Tell us, what about you? Well, we tried was last Monday
2: mm-hmm.
3: and just like, hey, stop the stop the store, get your pumpkins, let's do it. It's like, okay, sounds good. So as I came home, I was like, okay, there's no way I'm gonna do that. And then I <laughs> started, you know, I started cleaning the pumpkin, everything was fine. And then as I start, you know, going through the draws, I already had to mess it up. Like, oh, dear, wow. <laughs> And then I have two very not attractive, Pumpkin's not our front door, <laughs> but but that's okay. <laughs> we
1: so try. a permanent product of this. I need to see pictures of
0: this. Yeah. It's not our front door.
3: We but might have to redo it for the pictures. But <laughs> so
0: what do you? I <laughs> will go
3: with trick and treating. Yeah.
2: Nice. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking too. It's probably an easier uh, activity. I I would probably go with you know I I pumpkin carved for like the first time last year with Marissa's family. And I was surprised at how fun it actually was. But now that I think of it, I can totally understand just how dirty it gets, especially with kids and to keep them engaged, Mm -hmm. right? At least with trick or treating, every time they ring the door, they're getting treats and they're excited about it. They're exercising. They don't have to sit. And so it totally makes sense. Um, What about you, Alan? Oh, uh, the only uh, D I ever got in school was in art. So I'm definitely not a carver. I go with <laughs> trick or treating all day. I don't have kids, but one thing I look forward to, if I ever have kids, is trick or treating for sure. It's too. It was the most fun ever. It was very sad the day I realized I was too old for it. And I look forward to doing it one day. Me
1: too. I, yeah, showed up and they were like, yeah, you're too old for this now. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll just go with my nephews. And well, I was with my nephews, so I'll just go with my kids one day. But awesome. Great. I like, I like both of those choices. So for you, Chelsea, how did you and Talis initially meet?
0: So we met all the way back in 2013, and, um, which <laughs> seems like so long ago, um, but we actually met on Tinder. Oh, nice. I know. And so we matched because I had just moved to Irvine when I was getting my bachelor's degree, and he was in the process of moving from Canoga Park to Santa Ana. And so at that time, he was – that day that we matched, he was, like, moving some of his stuff into a Santa Ana apartment. Mm -hmm. And so I always think it's funny because he was living in Canoga Park. But if we – if he wasn't trying to move his stuff, we probably would have never matched.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because it's
0: based on distance, right? mm Mm-hmm. And I had my radius set to 30 miles, <laughs> which is like a lot. But It's a numbers um,
1: game. It's totally I a
2: numbers know. game.
0: So yeah, that's like how we met and we matched. And, and when we matched, I was like, oh, in my head, I was like, oh my God, like I matched with this guy. Like he's like a model. Like he's so beautiful. Like I'm thinking all of this. Right. And, and then like he messaged me and i was like then thinking oh my god there is no way in hell this guy is messaging me right now and that he's like a real person like Mm -hmm. i thought for sure he's like a catfish right his pictures were like too good like, (laughs) right right (laughs) like okay
3: can can i post bad pictures on tinder
0: (laughs) i know but yours were like next level like Pictures of him like in the middle of like an ocean and like Brazil. And, and I'm like, oh my God. So I know. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> so good. So yeah, then fast forward to we meet, we go out to dinner. We went to uh, Habana in Costa Mesa and that's where we had our first date. Um, and our first date was amazing. Um, he did like pick me up and, um, and he looked the exact same that he did online. So on yeah, then before I was <laughs> like, oh my God, like he's real and he's like so cute. Um, but yeah, we had our first date and then we were kind of, you know, dating for a very short time. And then I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not really interested. And so we kind of went our separate ways and he would text me and I would not text him back. And so we kind of just like went apart from each other for a few, for three years. Oh, wow. So then, uh, I know. So then fast forward to 2016, and I was actually in La Quinta at my parents' house, and he was too. But of course, we didn't know that. And we hadn't spoken in three years. And he randomly texted me, and I will never forget because I was sitting on the couch at my parents' house, and I was like, looked at my mom and I was like, Oh my God, mom, you will not believe who just texted me. And she's like, who? And I'm like, Talis. And she was like, Chelsea, he was always so nice to you. You need to like text him back. And she's like, well, are you? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe. Of course I did. And then, so he was like, Oh, you know, we're both in La Quinta. He's like, when, when you, when we both get back, like, let's go to dinner. So I was like, okay. So then we went to dinner and then <laughs> four months later, I was pregnant. Oh, wow. And so that's kind of how we met. It's a long story, but, um, it's definitely been a journey from swiping to now being together and babies and
1: from swiping right, swiping left, now you're swiping butts because he has two beautiful girls.
2: It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. It's such a modern love story. It, you know, like it's, that's pretty insane. And, and tell us for you, like what about Chelsea was, was so like attractive or you like kept pursuing her really? I mean, like pretty consistently, what about her was kind of special?
3: I mean, she was very cute. <laughs> I'm like, okay, she's really cute. And I don't know, like I've I've told her before, since our first day, since it was, you know, like back many years back, uh, I felt like a connection, you know, Mm. I don't know, sometimes you just feel it. And Mm. that's sticking with me. And, you know, for three years, (laughs) I text her, randomly, she would never reply or whatever. (laughs) And then when I text her, it was actually Easter.
2: Yeah, And then
3: just saying happy Easter, I don't know, you know. Just something that kept me connected with her.
2: Yeah. And... Did you like, know she was in La Quinta? I didn't know. See, um, that's my favorite part of the story. Yeah. It's like, you guys were in the same exact place. Yeah, I was in Palm Springs um,
3: <laughs> with my friends, just spent the weekend there. I don't know what the... I think it was playing a tournament or something. I don't remember. Yeah. And, yeah, just, you know... when you, I guess when you when, when, when it's meant to happen, it happens... <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah, that's awesome. You
2: know, I know that this is not a dating podcast, but I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it, right? for For anybody listening out there, when a man knows what he wants, he will go and get it, right? Like, if you're in a relationship where the guy is is wishy washy, it's like, dude, that is a red flag. I I I love this story because it kind of proves that, like, man. Persistence, you know, and like Mm -hmm. it will happen. And so, if a guy is pursuing you, that's that's like that's what's up, you know. And you should follow that, and you should be open Um, to that because I I don't like losing (laughs) for sure. (laughs) I love that. I love that.
1: Yes, I I think that that like for you know, you guys can't see you know Tallis and Chelsea, but they are a beautiful couple. Yes, Alex, they're gorgeous, beautiful,
2: like tens. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh my God. <laughs> so, it, and Chelsea, like I know you, and like you're just so sweet and just a, a real person, you know. Um, you're beautiful and very, very sweet. So, I I can see why Talis was so persistent. Reminds me of you, Alex. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He's like, nah, not, not anymore. Um. Okay. So. In your ABA journey, Chelsea, it's been it's been a long road, right? Where do you feel like? Well, this question is really for Talis. Like, where do you feel has been the best time for you both within Chelsea's ABA journey? Because I know that you know Chelsea talks to you a lot about her, you know, hours and things like that. So, um, in your perspective, Talis, like, where do you feel like been the best moment for for Chelsea and you in her journey?
3: um i think that the best part was when you finally you know gotten a set routine where mm. we knew exactly the time she was going to do her hours after mm. we got a nanny as well you know i think that when you establish like a better and set routine for my job for her job uh her hours the nanny ki- schools uh the kids going to school you know i think that helped a lot and kind of you know start, you know, just going smooth here than what it was before. Because at first it was really hard because she's like, oh, it's 1,500 hours. And have, you know, I have, no this amount of time to get it done. It's a lot. I don't know if you can do it. And then when she started realizing that, you know, if I maintain the consistency with what I'm doing and I'm able to do that for the next, you know, year and a half or so, that's when she also realized that it's doable. You know, it's not <laughs> anything that's going to go, you know, the impossible. Right. Uh, uh, and then we start kind of, you know, supporting each other, I guess. Uh, I had my moments where I was like, oh my gosh, she's so stressed out. I'm getting yeah. stressed. going to her. going to kill me. <laughs> Something's going to happen. It's quarantine. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it came up with a lot of things, a lot of times, but for the most part, I think that we kind of, we were on the same page, you know, I understand how important it is to her. And I understand how much she needed Um as far as her timing, as far as her self-caring as well. And yeah. I got, got a little better at first, to be honest with you. I was like, okay, you know, I don't get it. Why are you so stressed out? But then after seeing everything and then, you know, with the kids at home, a husband that, that lives 6.30 a.m., comes back at 8.30 p.m. Wow. You know, it's it's it a tough. But after that more established routine, I think that, it was way better, for sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. What awesome. about for
2: you, Chelsea? What has been the best moment for you?
0: Oh, Let's see. I feel like I have multiple best moments because it's been such a long journey. And so I would say – if I could say more than one.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, because you're the one that's doing this, right? And there's so many checkpoints there's hours, there's the test, there's this that, and the other. There's so many different things.
1: Mm, graduating um, so your I, master's, like, right.
2: there's a lot. Yeah, so it totally makes sense.
0: So, to touch on Talis, what Talis said a little bit, I would say, you know, finding the balance um, was a nice moment. Um, I I wouldn't say it was my best or my favorite, but it was nice, like, getting into that routine of like, okay, this is when you work, this is when I work. And, you know, now we have help. And so this is a time slot, I can do my hours. And this is a time slot, you know. Um, And yeah, at first, it was it was horrible in the beginning because I was having mental breakdowns. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And he's really hard on me. And, and in the moment I'm like sensitive and like, I can't handle this. And then after I'm like, okay, like thank you for being hard on me because he's right. And, and like, I just need to like, suck it up is what he would tell me. You need to like suck it up. You decided you were going to do this and you need to do it. And then I'm like, okay. So, you know, from going from that and then we have this routine where it's like everything is like good and like I'm going and it's happening. And each month I'm like, okay, one month down. And and I always would have a post-it note by my computer and I'd cross off each month. Like I'm almost there. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And I would just kind of keep reminding myself of that, like almost every day, like I'm doing it and I'm doing an amazing, I'm going to get emotional, but like I'm doing a kick ass job. Like I'm, I'm doing it and like, I'm killing it. I know that I am. Marissa tells me all the time, like, you're doing great. Um, so I think that's one. And and then also, um, oh I mean, graduating with my master's for sure was another good one in my journey. Like, um, I still say to this day, I I don't really know how I did that with having two daughters that were very young. They're obviously still young, three and four, but they were at an age then where they needed me even more. Yeah, and and so I do remember like Talis was home more during those times, and part of it was during the pandemic, but. It, the first half of it was like I would do homework before he would leave for work. And then, and then I would somehow either do late at night or both girls napped at that time. So then I'd be napping. Um, But when I graduated with my master's, I was so proud of myself because I stuck it out also and like worked really hard. And so, yeah, I think that's one. And then maybe one more would probably be like, I think ABA as a field, as we all know, can be extremely isolating. And, and so if you have a community that is supportive and you have people around you that you can talk to about ABA, um, I think is amazing. And, and I think that's maybe the best part of my journey is gaining a community through local ABA, through Rooted in Play, which is where I work both are equally amazing and to have two communities like that, that are supportive and that can help me like, and just have know that I have that forever is probably the best that I'm just, I'm always, you know, I'll be driving to work and, and I'm always thinking that like, I'm just always so grateful for both local ABA and rooted in play because both of them have also allowed me to grow like so much. And, and so I'm just really happy. Like, and so, yeah, that would probably be like my number one is yeah. gaining the community is the best part of my ABA journey. I think.
1: That's awesome. I I really um, am happy to hear that. Cause that's like what I, when I started local, I was like, I want, a community and people didn't understand what I what I was really meaning when I would tell them I want this like open community where you could bring your questions and nobody judges you because it's too small or too whatever like so thank you for saying that that really really touches my heart. And um, I wanted to touch on Talis's being hard on you. So um, for folks who like hear this might be like, Oh, my gosh, like, that's so harsh, or that's so whatever. But honestly, in like Hispanic community, I know, I know you're Brazilian, right, Talis. And Alex is Korean American. So like, in our like, communities, that is normal. Like that is how like we we evolve and sometimes how we grow. Right. So um, I I really resonate with that, too, Chelsea, because that's how my mom is on me. That's how Alex is with me, too. It's like you got to do it. Like, you know, like, yeah, you can feel how you want to feel for, you know, today. But tomorrow you're going to pick back up and and get this done. So.
2: And just to, to to touch on that even more too, it's like you you're so much stronger than you perceive yourself to be, right And especially at the beginning when you know the mountain that you have to climb the 1500 hours, you just did the masters you're like, oh my, I just finished this thing and now I have to do another crazy you know a feat and then I have to take this test I have to do this and it's overwhelming you know and i think i resonate a lot with talos because it's like it's not being hard per se it's like no you're capable like you can mm. do this right and i think that that's something that in the moment it's just so hard to accept and hear but it's true right like without that without that push you would be like ah oh, no i'm just going to chill or like i'm i'm not going to push myself um and you and you did it
3: i think like with my job I worked a lot of junior players, a lot of junior players, and I work with them, you know, sometimes I have kids that they see me, they are with me more than what what they are their parents sometimes, right? So um, I believe that my personality is to always go hard on them so they can understand that that's what's going to bring the outcome result that you want. Yeah. Uh, um, Yeah. I look, you know, I have things that I talk about with my clients, my students. That big picture that you're working for, you know, could perhaps, you know, most of my clients, my students, they they want to play G1, they want to play you know, college, go on the tour, and you know, and in order to get to that final step, you know, uh, I'm very hard on that because yeah, for sure. that's what you want, that's what you gotta do. There's no shortcuts, there's mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want anymore, I'm going to take a break. No, you won't. Right? Yeah. So yesterday I was uh, with one of my students. Uh, very, she's 15 years old, sophomore in high school. So much potential, so much potential. And yesterday I made her cry so much. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, trust me, <laughs> a lot of my students, they cry a lot with me. But right after she texted me, thank you for your words. You know? Mm-hmm. I know you're looking out for me, and I know that you're looking, you know, to see me succeed. You, you want me to see succeed, and I feel like when I'm hard on her, it's the same way that I am with you know the people that I get as as my students. Mm. So I think that it's very related. Sometimes she doesn't it's like. Ah, oh, why are you doing that? Why are you saying that? You're so mean. It's like, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm yeah. because no, because I'm very much like an emotional person. Yeah, I. Yeah. Am. I- really am. I cry easily, whether I'm crying for happy reasons or sad. And, and so in the moment, I'm always, you know, like, I'll tell him he's being mean, or you're being too hard on me, like, you know, and but um after it's, you know, after I process everything, I'm like, okay, like, thank you.
1: Yeah, so. I can relate to Talis too, because sometimes with supervisees like we'll have a cry together and then afterwards like that follow-up with like thank you for your words i know we're on the same team i know you're just pushing me to be better mm-hmm. that's the important part right because if we yeah. don't have that part then this is all that's all for nothing kind of thing
3: yeah. so As, you know i think uh worse i can relate on that yeah. uh once you're a supervisor there's no like of course you gotta understand their feelings but mm-hmm. not just step their back and say that's okay. You can think exactly about- right.
1: That's we gotta give, We gotta help that. them grow. So yeah,
3: that's-, how you, that's how you evolve. Otherwise, you know, every time you, you go to some diversity, you try to take a step back. No, you step right. over it. Don't take a step
2: back. And yeah, so- that's so interesting. I love what you said, Talos, in, in regards to this. What is the goal? Like, what do you want to achieve? Right, and if it's you want to be a BCBA, well, this is what it's gonna take. Right. I need to push you in these ways if you want to achieve this goal. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important for, you know, for people to hear that because it's like, man, it's not easy to get there. I think the one thing I've learned doing this podcast, I think it's our fourth or fifth episode, it's like it is not easy. And it's so important to have a coach or someone to just tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. Right. When it's and it's hard to accept because you're in it every day. But yeah, I love what you said. What's the goal? What are we trying to do? And it's like, how are we gonna get you there?
1: Right. 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 Which leads us into our like follow-up question of um, us, in your opinion, how do you what do you feel is like been the hardest part of this whole journey? Uh, of this uh, ABA journey. Sorry. There's
0: a lot
2: <laughs> Yeah, this is my <laughs> yeah. favorite question. This is like I always Thank love that. this one. <laughs>
3: I think it the hardest is when when they are both tired. I think, you know, regardless the moments it can be like everything be fine, but uh if you're both tired, you know it's like nine PM, the kids are not going to bed, you know, we both get stressed out, you know. I think like once comes to a point where, you know, you're almost at the limit but you gotta go over it, mm. you know, and mm. you gotta find a way to go over it, that's very overwhelming. Um so I think that's very hard when you're both tired. Uh but we've we've learned a lot from that. I I think like our arguments uh <laughs> back in the days as far as we, ah no it's my time to relax. No, it's my time to relax. It's my time to relax. uh now it doesn't happen as much. <laughs> but I think that's one when you're both tired, when you're both you know overwhelmed. And uh I would say, like, when it first started, like, the South Doubt, you know, whether to do it or not. And sometimes she was like, no, I think I'm just going to go. No, I'm not going to try to get it done by November. I'm going to, you know, just extend it. You know, that kind of situation where she was more uh, uncertain about uh, what she was going to do. And that was kind of tricky for her. I mean, I was always going to support her no matter what. But... Uh, was just like that, you know, kind of double, double thoughts in her her mind. Like, should I do it? Should I not? Should I stay? Should I go? <laughs> you know? So, I think those are kind of the hardest moments. I would say, yeah. Other than that, you know, I think everything is just like as a as a married couple. Um, we support, and there's other the majority of the times. No, there's no perfect couple out there. There's no perfect couple. <laughs> Uh, I think we support and understand each other in our own ways. Sometimes I'm more stressed out. Sometimes she's more stressed out, which you know we learn how to accept it. You know, sometimes mm. you know it's like okay, I go for a drive. We're not talking mm. right now. I'm <laughs> gonna go drive for 10, 15 minutes. I come back, and I change my mood. Like I move on very fast.
0: I do. Not. She gets
3: mad at me. <laughs> how can you be so mad? that minutes later, you're laughing at me. <laughs> like, <it's good. laughs> That's I'm stupid. Like, what's the point of getting yeah. mad at each other? You know, what's Just the point? Like, yeah. So, yeah. uh, I think like we found our tools, our know ways to, to go through things. Right. So I think that was, that helped a lot of the tough times. Yes.
2: What about for you, Chelsea? What, uh, what has been the hardest time for you during this ABA journey thus far?
0: Um, I think that's actually really easy for me to answer. Um, I would say it's kind of a two-fold answer, but the hardest time for me is, you know, Talis kind of touched on it, like how tired I was and like, and feeling so tired and knowing that I had to keep going um, to meet my goal of finishing my hours by a specific date And there would, you know, it's like, I, I go to work, I come home, I say hi to my kids briefly. And then while I have childcare, I'm trying to bang out my hours and and I'm, I'm tired, like my eyes hurt. I'm like, I, I enjoy this, but I would much rather be spending time with my kids, which then leads into the other part of that is the hardest thing is, you know, from March to now, I've been working with Marissa and, you know, we had a conversation very early on. She was like, it's doable for you to finish your hours before the standards change, but you're going to have to work your ass off mm-hmm. every single day, Chelsea, mm-hmm. every single day. And so, you know, I took the time to process that and, and I was like, okay, you know, I, I'm going to do it. Um, but what was really hard about that is, yes, i'm I'm gaining all of these experience hours, which I'm grateful for. My kids would always you know be wanting my attention and mommy, you're always on the computer and mm-hmm. come play with me and and so missing those moments mm-hmm. um, is hard for me as well. Like you know, I it's, yeah, I think that was probably the hardest part of my journey. Just as a mom, I mean, you always have them in the back of your head, so yeah. I think
1: a lot of moms listening will 100% relate to this because um, you know, it it's hard to gain hours while you're while you you have two little ones. Like it's just any way you slice it, it's difficult. So Um, but I want to congratulate you, Chelsea, because like you are an extremely hard worker. I know I said that at the top of the podcast, but extremely hard worker and, um, dedicated, dedicated to this craft, dedicated to the science. So, um, just wanted to applaud you there.
0: I do think like I'm, I can be intense in some ways. Like if I set a goal for myself, Mm -hmm. even though there are, been many, and this can kind of touch on that question too there have been many times through this journey where i've like wanted to give up or like have had emotional breakdowns or have been crying like cuz i'm just tired and stressed my brain hurts um
2: Oh shoot! I just forgot what I was going to
0: say. That's totally <laughs> fine. That's okay. <laughs> Never mind. I think that <laughs> answers the
2: question even better, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, tell us what what advice would you give other ABA partners? Given everything that you know, you know, what would you give to somebody else as far as advice? Saying like, "Hey, if your partner's going to go on this journey." Here's something that you should think about or or understand before you, you know, as, as you support this other person throughout this process.
3: Um, I would say accept the good and, you know, good and bad moments, you know, understand, enjoy the good moments, enjoy when she accomplished something, you know, be proud of her for, you know, everything she's accomplished, um. I know I don't demonstrate that too much to her sometimes. I'm very, you know, a cold person. <laughs> he,
0: he's direct. He yeah. just says it how it is. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, like <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, I think that I appreciate, you know, every single accomplish that mm, they I do that. because that, um, that's, that, I feel like that keeps them going, you know, seeing mm. that she's being noticed, that she's being, um, uh, rewarding somehow, you know, uh, she finished something nice, okay, let's go out for dinner, let's celebrate, you know, something is small, you know, uh, I think that's very important to acknowledge uh, her accomplishments. Um, be patient when she's stressed out, yeah. but, as, as as I mentioned before, uh, be hard on them, be hard, because a lot of times it's going to be self-doubt, a lot of times it's going to be, you know, stressed, and you got to keep, you know, to keep, keep it together for, for yeah. her sometimes, you know. And I think those would be my three best advice, you know. Be hard on them in a way where you, you're showing them, okay, this is what's coming from it. Mm-hmm. Um, be a knowledge about uh, their accomplishments and be patient whenever they're stressed. Yeah, I
2: love it. Just so I simple but so, like, it. you hit the point home so well, right? You know, I, I think... I think celebrating wins like that is so huge too. I mean, there's so many milestones um, that, you know, I, I I totally kind of, you know, I, I think that that is huge. And then the patience, my God, you know, the the crying and like all of the, the <laughs> tough conversations. Like, yeah, you just have to be able to see the big picture for sure. Uh, okay. So this is a question for both of you. I want to start with Talis first, but knowing everything that you know now, Everything that you've gone through together in this process, what's one thing you learned about yourself uh, throughout this process that that you've kind of been able to say like, wow, you know, I was able to kind of understand this about myself.
3: Since she was in school getting her master's, that's when the journey started. You know, when she's st- you know, everything kind of came with the plan back. You know, three years ago, uh, even when she was applying for her master's. Uh, I think that. That started, when that started, we already kind of understand how long the journey would be. And throughout these three plus years, um, I learned for myself that how to respect other people's choices and dreams. And, you know, I think for myself, what I learned more about me is how to uh, be more supportive as far as, you know, choices and dreams. You know, mm. uh, how to be uh, understanding, you know, in, in many different situations, good and bad, you know, except time management in a different way, you know, because I'm a, I am a person that I'm very routine. I'm very, yep. very routine. I wake up, I know what I'm going to eat the whole day. I'm known because I'm going to be working and all the times I'm going to spend time, the hours I'm going to be spending time with the kids. And I had to kind of adjust that quite a bit, you know, know, based on her work schedule changed or she had to, you know, get something done later in the night or in the morning. There's a lot of adjustments being made throughout the day that I think that um, taught me more about how much more flexible I can be.
0: Mm, Dang,
3: I love this. Yeah, so... I, like I said, I'm a very straight person. Like I wake up, I know exactly how my day is going to be. I design my day in my head. I write down what I have to do, my lessons, my sessions, everything. And a lot of times it changed. You know, a lot of times there's something that she, hey, I need your help. Can you become home earlier? Or can you take a day off tomorrow? Or whatever it is, family, reunions, whatever it is, you know. So I think that I I'm still working on it. I'm not perfect on that. not <laughs> away from it. But definitely I think that I I learned how to be more flexible with uh different scenarios different situations that can happen like instantly you know hey i cannot do this right now can you do it you know whatever whatever it can be yeah
2: i i love that you know it's so hard because you know at the end of the day everyone has their own dream right but you guys are you know because of your family you have to think collectively Right. And so there is a part of sacrifice that has to happen on both sides. Right. In order to support each other. Yeah. It gave me chills. I was like, Oh shoot. That's like, that's, that's the hardest thing to do is to sacrifice. Right. But at the same time, it's, it's not just your goals or, or your dream separate from it's like together. How can we figure this out? Yeah. yeah.
3: I feel like we both understand that we do it. I do my job. I love my job. I have dreams with my job. Same, same goes for Chelsea. But I think that at the end of the day, all we do is for our children. You know, mm-hmm. like I work a lot of hours. I do a lot to make sure that the kids are always going to be fine, to make sure that, you know, our home is going to be our home, <laughs> to make sure that, you mm-hmm. know, I uh, can retire early if I want. <laughs> you know, like kind of, she always asks, like, why you work so much? Like, "Wow, well, because 10 years from now, I don't, work at, I don't want to work as much. you spend more time with the kids, you know, and... Same goes for her, you know, when she started, like, all this journey, like, okay, you know, you're doing this not only for yourself, but you're doing it for our kids. Mm-hmm. Once she started her master's, now she's finishing her hours, about to come you know, going through her next step. And at the end of the day, uh, when you're parents, you do it for your kids, you know. Mm-hmm. At first, you start with you. So this is my yeah. goal, that's what I want. But then you start looking at the big picture, you know, okay. I'm doing it not only for myself. I'm doing it for my husband and for my kids as well.
2: Yeah. What about for you, Chelsea? What's one thing uh, throughout this process that you've learned about yourself?
0: Well, I've, I've, never, I've never really known like within myself how much I can work towards something and like not give up. Because there were many times that I did want to give up. Um, and so I'd say maybe one thing I've learned about myself is, yes, <clears throat> resiliency, um, but just how dedicated I am and that if I have a goal in mind, like, I I make sure, like, I do everything possible to reach my goal. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, I just
1: you persevere.
0: I I do, and and you know um, when I was, gosh, when was it? I was a little bit younger. I think I was oh probably like when back when I went to like OCC. Like math was like not my strong suit. It still isn't really. Um, and I would fail math class after math class after math class, and it gets defeating, right? Like consistently mm-hmm. failing, and 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 I would just keep retaking the class, retaking the class. And and I remember after that, like, you know, I have all these conversations with my parents, and we're very close, and so I came home, and I was so devastated, and and um, and one time the teacher had said like basically it made me feel bad for failing. And my dad was like, well, why wouldn't she say to you, wow, look at the perseverance you have because you keep going, even though you fail, like you keep going. And so, yeah, I think through this also, I've learned that I have an insane amount of perseverance and and I also, you know, graduating with your master's is, is a great accomplishment, but I do feel that getting these hours is much more difficult um and and so i celebrated when i got my masters of course but even just finishing my hours is a huge celebration for me and here i am getting emotional again but like i i have never been so proud of myself because there were so many days where i just wanted to give up and and i was crying and, you know, I don't know if I can do this and, you know, I'm, I'm tired. Um, but man, it feels so good to be at the end of the tunnel. Like, and I am just so proud of myself. So
1: yes. (laughs) And we are very, 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 very proud of you too. Um, I hope you don't mind me sharing, like in our last meeting, you shared something with me, um, that, you were going to school to be a hairdresser, and um, and I shared that I all I wanted to do is be a waitress forever. That was all I wanted to do, and um, I just see so many parallels between your story and my story, and how we have ended up here, like and together, and like it's it's crazy. I feel like this science gives us a space where maybe we're not the best at math and that's okay. We don't need to be the best at math. We just need to be the best at what we do, which is our ABA science. And I think that you know, you you had naysayers in your past and in your life and I have also had the same thing. And you know, we pushed that to the side and we kept going and we finished a bachelor's when no one thought I was going to finish my bachelor's we finished a masters probably no one thought I was ever going to go to a masters and now we're you're going to be certified BCBA and that is like amazing and we're all just like really really proud of you that you have um like you've earned your seat here to to sit here you've worked so damn hard and I'm just I think that that's fantastic, amazing, fantastic of you. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, um, I
2: just feel like you guys are such a wonderful team as well. Like you complement each other well, right? Like you guys couldn't be more opposite, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, you know, Talos is like, okay, hey, like blunt to the to the point. Like let's just go run through that that wall. <laughs> and Chelsea's kind of like more of the. You know, the feeling like, hey, you know, I'm just trying to get to this end. Um, like, it's, it's going cool to hurt. I don't know. Yeah. But tough as nails, right? Like, you are so mm-hmm. tough. And, you know, it's cool to yeah. kind of hear your perspective. I think the biggest thing I've taken away from this is sometimes in life, like, the answers are so simple, right? It's not like these, like, really heady, like, big epiphanies. Like, so much of what Talis you shared, I felt like it's just so digestible, and like easy to understand, like you don't have to be, you know, like it, it doesn't have to be complicated sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you know, I just I just thought, man, there's a lot of good nuggets here today that like <laughs> I, I'm just really glad that we got to have this conversation because I think anyone listening to this can just comprehend even if they don't know anything about ABA and say, ah, mm-hmm. oh, that's like really sticky. I can I can apply that to my life. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this was really cool.
3: I feel like comes down to do you want it? Yes, okay. How bad do you want it? And that's it. <laughs> you don't have to make it more complicated than that. Yeah. You want that bad? You find a way.
0: That's, find a way. yeah. That's kind of his mindset. Like, in and you know him always being hard on me. It was it was basically just that. You do you want to be a BCBA? Well, yeah. Okay, so this is what you need to do. So mm-hmm. basically, <laughs> stop crying and get it done and I'm I'm like crying more
2: but but Chelsea to be honest at every point thus far every point you've risen to the occasion yeah that's what's that's like the big thing about this whole thing is yeah Telus goes hey here's the mark this is where you have to be every single time up until this moment right now you know uh you have accomplished whatever that that mark has been Right, and so you're on the right track, right? Because you've never not accomplished what you went to to try to do, Mm -hmm. right? So stick with it, stay with it, Mm -hmm. and like, dude, keep raising the bar. When you think I can't push anymore, okay, cool. What's the next mark we have to hit? Mm -hmm. Tell us, boom, let's go.
0: Yeah, and then if I could just quickly say, like, also, um, being a mom of two girls. I also, you know, my master's degree and finishing my hours and become a BCBA, of course, all of that's for me and it also is for my children, but it is also, you know, in ABA, we always talk about modeling, right? And and so I always feel anytime I'm having an emotional breakdown through this entire journey, you know, I'm like, at least I can sit down and reflect and remember what I am modeling for them. As a woman, which I feel is the most important, is that you work hard if you want something, you go after it, and you don't give up on your dream. Female forever. Yes.
2: Mic drop. Let's yes. just end it. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop.
1: <laughs> that's the that's the soundbite for sure. That is a sound bite.
2: No matter what. That was so good. That could not be Like more truthful than that. Wow.
1: Yes. All right. So this brings us to our final segment, our mailbag.
2: For our mailbag question, uh, this is from at rosie.eats.bx. I like this because I'm doing a lot of studying right now and I just started to study with music. And so the question is, study with or study without music? Ooh. Hmm. I'm, I'm without music. Gonna, you're without. I,
1: cannot, I cannot even concentrate if there's like music, but I've been changing though. I, I'm now like doing audiobooks, So while I'm working, but I think without music mainly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For me, I feel like it depends um, on if I'm studying for sure, like no music. But, like, a few weeks ago, I remember, you know, the girls are at school and and I was doing my hours and I was sitting at the computer and it was quiet. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go on Apple Music. I'm going to put on the home office DJ. And I was doing – I think I was doing some data entry for for my work and my hours. And so I enjoy doing that. And so I'm like, I don't need to be, like, so, like so yeah, damn, absorbing like, new info. So yeah, I can like listen to music while I'm doing this. So if it's something like that, I would say music, but yeah, like studying for the BCBA exam. No way. Like, no way. <laughs>
2: Tell us what about you? I don't actually study anymore. So, oh, no, so how about, how about this?
3: How about <laughs> <Hey>. this?
0: <laughs> no, 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 no.
2: I want to, I want to use a question for you. Training with music or without music. Oh, we play <laughs> a lot of music
3: sometimes. Yeah. We play a lot of music. Uh, there are moments where we need to, like for my job, for example, when they never work on something very specifically, they need very detail some motions. Uh, no music, but also, you know, warming up. Like I run a group with 30, 40 kids sometimes, very high energy athletes, some kids going uh, to college, senior high school, sophomore high school, you know. Uh, we play a lot of music to get them pumped up. You know, at, at first, like, we start 20, 30, 40 minutes, playing loud music, everybody, you know, just pump it up, bring the energy up. But as soon as we start something, you know, that requires more focus, the energy levels yeah. up They're, you know, they're there or if they're playing sets, playing points, whatever it is, the music, you know, it, it, it works for a lot of players, but for a lot of them, they distract them so much. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. but if I'm, if I'm practicing myself, if I'm playing, I, I like it. It feels like, you know, Give him some rhythm, some, you know. It's a vibe. It's a vibe, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's totally a vibe, yeah. Yeah, like, same thing goes for working out. They cannot work out without music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: How about you, Alex?
2: For me, I've been doing a lot of setting lately, and I find ambient music without lyrics. The the words, like, it kind of messes me up. Yeah. But I found this really good groove with sounds without music especially if it's like really spacey and airy, it's not like it's it's kind of like good study music. Mm-hmm. Um it's been helping a ton. So, Rosie eats Bx, I would say music without <laughs> lyrics. Oh, man, I was I've been finding a really really good groove.
1: Amazing. All right. Well, that is the that is it for our podcast today. Thank you again, Chelsea and Tallis for joining mm-hmm. us and sharing I think this is a really really interesting perspective for lots of viewers what do you think Alex
2: I think this is I really enjoyed this one a lot um just so raw and honest so (laughs) simple like I I think I learned a lot um and, and oftentimes when we do this it's like these like big epiphanies right it's like oh my god I never thought of that before but I think today's lesson was like very sound and like fundamental of like hey, sometimes simplify this whole journey and just like get into the nuts and bolts of like, how do we make this work? Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. Love it.
1: All right. Thank you guys so much again. um, Tune into my ABA partners next podcast episode. Till then, see you guys later.